Hi, and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani, and the topic for today's episode is Digital Content Trends in 2020. Over 90% of the digital content that exists today has been created just over the last four years, and it is estimated that by the end of 2020, the amount of data generated by internet users should be at approximately 44 billion terabytes. Digital content is going to keep growing at a high rate and to stay in the game, brands don't have an option but to be present in all ways and formats possible. According to a research carried out by HubSpot in 2019, 70% of companies invest in content marketing today with video being the number one form of media used, overtaking even blogs and infographics. Digital content started with text and then moved to images, audio and video. These four are still the primary sources of content consumption, but each of them have a very different meaning now. Earlier, brands would put up some articles and they were known as content creators, as there were people to consume that content. Nowadays, things are a little different. Your content cannot just be random acts anymore. They need to mean something for your user and needs to be available in multiple formats so your user can pick the format they want to consume the content in. So for brands, content in text without images, audio or video is much less appealing to your end consumer now. In addition, longer formats of text-only articles are dying a slow death and if a user wants to consume your content, he or she would like to do it in the shortest or the quickest way possible. Imagine this by putting yourself in the consumer's position. Would you rather read a 10-page article about the impact of digital media in 2020 or watch a 30-second infographic on it which covers the main highlights? I know what I would do. So in short, if you do want to focus on text, make sure it is relevant, contextual and as brief and concise as possible. In the case of images, uploading them without communication on what it stands for will be confusing and frowned upon unless you're obviously a photographer and you expect your images to do all the talking. As a recent trend, people, especially millennials, have started searching for brands on social media first and continuing their journey from there. So it's extremely important that on the first glance, people are attracted to your page. Social media has been largely responsible for the change in patterns of users consuming images as content. Though, if you ask me personally, I would still prefer other formats like audio and video over images because I believe they can narrate a better story. Audio advertising and content has been around for ages through radio, but since coming on to digital, it has garnered a whole new definition. Music streaming has become more eminent on digital rather than radio in most countries, with podcasts in similar formats perpetually rising. Over 75% of the global music industry's revenue comes from digital alone. Another important channel that has played a huge role for audio consumption is voice-enabled AIs. Something that started as an add-on feature on mobile devices now have their own physical entities. Smart speaker adoption itself grew by approximately 39% in 2019. For brands though, making a purchase is still the least used command on these devices. It still covers over 15% of users requesting this action daily. One of the key reasons why a lot of people prefer using voice search over the traditional typing to search is that it is much quicker as on average we type 40 words per minute but on average we can speak approximately 130 words per minute. 
So what does all this information mean for brands besides people being able to buy products more conveniently? Content that brands are putting up are leased on audio because a lot of brands still don't know and can't judge the impact of digital content through it. I have personally been using audio content for the last two years now and my view is that the kind of stuff you can do through audio ads are really interesting now. Audio ads are something not too many people can ignore because they mainly exist on music streaming platforms and an average user is not willing to turn down and then turn up the volume again for a 15 second promotion just to avoid it. But nonetheless, even though your users are listening, it's not necessary that they are actually consuming your content. For that, you as a brand need to be more innovative and contextual to grab your listeners' attention. There are already players in the market who are making this possible through customized audio ads. These ads help you pick up real-time information on publicly available data and then place it within your ad. For example, if you had an offer that ends at midnight, the ad would be able to read the time at which the ad was served and then let the listener know exactly how long in terms of hours or minutes are remaining for your offer to end. I guess that's why the term FOMO is one of the most used abbreviation and marketers have always been known to play with this emotion the best. Now coming to video, personally this is my favorite form of content as a marketer and a consumer. Video creation and consumption is growing at the largest scale and especially during a pandemic period like the world is currently going through. Globally, it is estimated that an average person consumes approximately 85 minutes of online video content per day, which is far greater consumption time over any other form of content available. Video content is not only being developed by brands or publishers, but also in fact, a lot of creation is happening through user-generated content or UGC. Within video itself, there are many newer formats that are picking up like virtual reality, AI, and customized content. The biggest benefit from a creative outlook for a brand is that video can craft your story and portray it more effectively in the way you want it to be told rather than leaving it to perception. For a brand, definitely creation of digital content is extremely important, keeping all these trends in mind. What's also equally important is the amplification of the content you create. Before going deeper into that, there's one thing that I would like to cover. If you're creating all this content, Think of it from a consumer's perspective, who would be consuming your content and keeping in mind that you're a brand and not a publisher. A lot of brands have tried to be the latter and failed miserably. The key reason being that an actual publisher would never just speak only about a single brand and only in the positive light. Having said that, there have been very few brands that have been successful, especially in the FMCG space, who have managed to branch out and create very actively used forums, which are completely unbranded and actually help their users. To manage this, a brand would need to have an entire unit working solely on this with substantial budgets for promotions. So, if somehow you manage to do this, definitely go ahead as you might end up with a strong community of people. But remember that your competition spectrum increases to publishers as well. So make sure you have a strategy and plan in mind, which covers all the points I just mentioned. Okay, so now finally moving to amplification. Each format of digital content needs a different amplification strategy, but still needs to be compiled into a single campaign till perpetuity. Take a minute to think about this before we move ahead, because trust me, it's extremely important. All content created 
irrespective of formats, mediums, channels, and stakeholders, internal or external, should be under one campaign, which stays always on till perpetuity. The reason being that any content created has managed to reach a certain number of people and you don't ever want to lose out on that kind of data or mapping caused by it. Now, since we have briefly discussed consolidation of your content, let's narrow down on discussing amplification for each of the four formats, being text, images, audio, and video. Text can be developed in different forms, from articles to shorter formatted snippets to emailers and to even tweets. All these forms of text content can be on multiple platforms, few internal and the rest mostly external. If they are external, then make sure you understand the reach and try to amplify it further by circulating it within your employees, as well as hosting it internally, which would help you further with your reach. Since consumption of text-only content is difficult to achieve, one of the best ways to judge if your written content is being consumed is not through page views or bounce rate, but it's through the time spent. So make sure you have an average time taken to read an article and then match it to the average time spent on the page the article is hosted. Also for the people who have taken the time to read your piece of written content, make sure they have an action to take irrespective of the channel they have used for consumption. CTA on EDMs go without saying, but also make sure you have a CTA on external article pages as well. You don't want to lose a consumer who has taken the time and patience to read your entire article. Now coming to images, which mainly gets consumed on social media through platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and Twitter. Social media should be really grateful to Apple because thanks to the introduction of the iPhone in 2007, people started consuming digital images. I've covered social media marketing in details through my last podcast, so you can refer to that one to know more about how to amplify content through images. Audio, unlike the other three formats, is a little trickier. Audio amplification on websites are difficult because by default, all content on most of the websites stay on mute. So what you're left with are the music streaming and podcast platforms. Audio amplification can be easily done through programmatic platforms or direct buys. You can get some further insights by using DMPs, which connects to your programmatic ad-serving platforms for better targeting. In most cases, audio ads are for specific duration of 15 to 30 seconds, which are non-skippable, and hence evaluating listen time doesn't make too much of a difference for analysis. Unfortunately, with audio, the only metrics that can be evaluated is the click-through rate or the CTR. Since audio amplification is largely straightforward, we need to make sure that the creative and uploading is done correctly. If your brand is looking at going beyond just a simple advertisement and looking at creating a jingle or a brand song, then definitely make sure it is uploaded on the platforms you're using for amplification. There are many affiliate partners that would help you get it up with ways to even garner a revenue stream through the assets. Unlike audio, which is limited with amplification options, video is the opposite and hence understanding different formats and channels along with their key success metrics are important. Video marketing has been mainly used as a way to increase brand awareness and not lead generation. In a way, I understand the reason for that. Because on social media, static posts tends to generate a higher number of clicks. Having said that, video can always be a means to the end and it boils down to your creative strategy along with the consumer journey you envision through it. 
Over the years, with the number of video platforms increasing, I've been able to break down video into three main categories, namely social media, OTT platforms, and websites. Starting with my least favorite option on the list, websites are ideally not a place where people come to watch video ads and forcing your six seconds video ad on them is not helping your brand and neither is it helping the user who has not come to a website with the intention to randomly consume a video bit. Hence, target platforms based on your type of content and in this case, social media or OTT platforms are a better bet as users come in with a mindset to consume video or similar formats of content. OTD platforms was a $82 billion service market in 2019 and it is expected to grow to $160 billion by 2024. Over 80% of people globally between the age group of 30 and 49 are using OTD platforms. Though these stats include YouTube under OTT, I like to characterize YouTube under social media. But even without YouTube, just Netflix and Amazon alone have over 200 million subscribers worldwide. And now with the world in the middle of a pandemic, these numbers have substantially risen. So coming back to advertising content on OTT and what does this mean for brands? A few OTT platforms like Netflix doesn't allow advertisements for now, but there are many others that are hungry for it. So if your objective is to increase brand awareness through 20 second video clips, then this is a good bet for you as you would end up with really high BTRs, which is an abbreviation for view through rate for those of you who aren't too familiar with video marketing yet. The formula of view through rate is the percentage of the number of completed views divided by the total number of impressions served. This helps you understand the percentage of people who have actually watched the entire video. The reason the VTR figure would always be high on OTT platforms is because the platforms tend to force you to watch the ad and the only way to escape it is by exiting the platform, unlike social media that is completely left to the user's discretion. Having said that, most of the OTT platforms have started giving the user an option to watch the content ad-free by paying a fee but you still have a large number of people not opting for that service and also this rule doesn't apply sometimes when these streaming platforms telecast live events like cricket or football matches that end up receiving a lot of traffic. Before I move to social media, I wanted to discuss a few key metrics when you're looking at video marketing. I think this would be really helpful while evaluating the performance of your assets. Since I've already covered VTR, I'll move to CPV or cost per view. This on social media, unlike OTT platforms, is the way your media is bought in most cases. CPV is dynamically set by the platform depending on the demand for that day. The definition of a view could mean different durations for different people and the same goes with social media platforms as well. So your media can be bought for non-skippable ads, a TrueView 30-second ad, or even a bumper 6-second ad. With OTT platforms, they work on a CPM or a cost per thousand impressions model and not a cost per view in most cases. Moving to the next abbreviation, CPCV or cost per completed view. Unlike cost per view or CPV, which is an input in most cases, CPCV is an output as it helps you understand the amount spent for a completed view. The formula is the total cost divided by the total completed views. Now, since we've established a few basic metrics for video marketing, we can cover how it works on social media. Within social media, I normally further divide it into three buckets. Video streaming platforms like YouTube, 
connecting to the world platforms like Facebook, and communicating platforms like WhatsApp. WhatsApp is great for an easy response system to consumers, but limited for brand video communications. In case you plan to use it going the alias route, then don't expect too much tracking and analysis. On the regular social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok, shorter format videos normally perform better, with IGTV being an outlier. The variety and sheer volume of content available decrease the attention span of viewers, which adds to the issue of low VTRs on branded content. YouTube is unlike any other platform and best for advertisers looking to promote video content. Consumption is much higher than social media with better average view time and much higher VTRs. I've previously managed to successfully promote videos longer than 10 minutes with VTRs of almost 20%. When I tried the same on Facebook, VTRs were below 1% on exactly the same asset. High consumption rate is the strongest point on YouTube, but low engagements and low CTRs are its weakest points. Through all these points covered, the one thing that hopefully stands out is that there is not one standard or specific strategy while creating and amplifying content. It's important to respect the consumers you're targeting and the platforms you're using. Content is growing and we're not too far away from newer formats like virtual reality, for example. So if I had to suggest, I would really urge you to think about content in a larger way with hopefully keeping some of these points in mind. In case you would like to know more or discuss anything about this episode, you could reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. And one last thing, don't forget to stay curious.